Today, I'm joined by my good friend, Yana, and we're discussing self-care, why it's important, and what self-care means to us. This is The Good, The Bad, The Family. Thanks for joining us. I am here in my friend Yana's backyard, and we're sitting. It's beautiful outside, a lot of cloud coverage. She has a wonderful garden. And so if you hear the birds chirping, the wind blowing, or the neighbors playing, it's all part of of the fun. But I thought we could start off with having Yana share a little bit about herself, and then we'll kind of talk about self-care today. Sweet. All right. So, yeah, I'm Yana, as Annalie said, and um, I'm currently a psychology student at UNM. I'm also a water polo athlete, a sister, a daughter. Um, I work at the Albuquerque Museum right now as an art teacher slash art instructor and just overall exploring life as it comes. Very cool. <laughs> it's <a> great time. <laughs> yeah. That was that was such a good um like explanation of who you are. I was like <laughs> taking notes. I'm like, okay, uh yeah, summed it up pretty good. Got <laughs> all the nice. details. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. I've been practicing for interviews. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah Very cool. Um so Yana and I met playing water polo um here in New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's kind of what connected us. But then through talking with Yana, I learned that she's very interested in, like, mental health, mental wellness, and sort of an overall, like, strengths-based approach to people and helping people deal with life as it comes, as you say. (laughs) (laughs) So I invited Yana to be here with me today to talk about self-care because um, Yana is a good model of self-care and how she gets out into nature and does things. And I thought it would be kind of fun to have someone come on. So you're my first yeah. guest. Oh, so excited. Yes. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> this is great. Um, so I thought we'd just jump right in now. All right, let's and do it. kind of go into like first talking about why self-care is important. Right. Because I think we forget, especially as women and growing up um, like in this transition period of like yeah. kind of, I don't know the words or like the time, <laughs> like time eras you would call it, but I'm, I'm like a millennial and you're like on one end of the millennial and yeah. I think you're on the other end of yeah, millennial. Yeah, the, the very cusp of it. Right? Yes. Right at the cutoff date. Yeah, so, so we, we've ex- we've expanded over the millennial uh, <laughs> age group and represent <laughs> two ends of it. Yeah, that's and really I, cool. I know, I didn't yeah, think about I it till now. I didn't think about that either. That's but neat. I, I think that helps us to like understand the way I grew up with like out cell phones and technology and really not having like, I mean, I never really used computers until junior, senior year of high school. So I know, isn't that crazy? Back to elementary school and we we were like playing with the paint application. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Such a big part of our lives. I know a lot of my essays were like handwritten or like just so crazy, but yeah, I actually, I didn't get a phone. I'm a little bit of an exception to the rule. I didn't get a phone until I was 16. So I was like, a little bit behind on the curve. Okay, yeah. Um, no, I, that's pretty good. I didn't have one until college. Yeah. So. <laughs> Very interesting. But Very different, yeah. I think, like, there's... Nowadays, kids, especially women, females, have a lot more freedom to, like, explore taking care of themselves and yeah. nurturing themselves. And the way I grew up, like, that wasn't really a part of the narrative of, like, becoming a person. 
Was it more expected that you are there to kind of serve others and definitely be their support? Oh, definitely. And growing up Catholic, like that was really, and it might've not been directly the message, but like, that was the message. It was like, women (laughs) are here to be the mother, the servant to the husband, the homemaker and like self care. Like you almost feel guilty having self care. Like you go upstairs and take a bubble bath after a long day. It's like, you got to rush and get through it because you got to put the kids down and dinner done. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So I definitely didn't learn about self care until I became a therapist. Wow. Mm hmm. Therapy's so great. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so much self-discovery. Right? <laughs> That's awesome. Totally. So I think Crazy. that kind of leads into, like, how I learned self-care to be important is going to be different than how you learned it. Yeah. Well, I think, like, now it's become very much so kind of a, like a, I don't want to say like a clickbait word, but definitely like a hot topic. People are like, oh, do a bubble bath and like self-care night mm-hmm. and like, as I'm putting on a face mask. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, it's definitely become more something that people are aware of because, well, like, I don't know, I grew up with two other siblings and um, self-care wasn't really part of my vocabulary either mm-hmm. because it was like more geared towards taking care of yourself was like doing your homework and like mm-hmm. being a great student and like being like the the good girl like mm-hmm. <laughs> doing everything you're supposed to do and you'd be like rewarded for that um not like bribed or anything overtly but like you're more so accepted when your behavior was geared towards what you're expected to do right and i don't think yeah like thinking back on it self-care wasn't just like okay like take some time for you because like, our schedules were always being juggled with each other, so a lot of growing up was like, okay, well, we have one car right now, and there's five of us, so, like, you have to go get your sister, go get your brother, or, like, your brother has to get you, and all that, so there were always other people in the equation, which is great, because, like, that's how families work, but it wasn't really ever you putting yourself first, mm-hmm. I guess, wasn't, like, that wasn't really a thought, and I think that's that has something to do with self-care is being like, this is what I need right now. Yeah. And I, I need to do this. Like it's mm-hmm. not an option. <laughs> totally. And that took me a while to kind of realize that, that it's okay to say I need this instead of thinking, Oh, well, what about them? Like, mm. what about someone else who needs this more than I do? Which took a long time to be able to get to that place because it was always like, now that, it's like neglect, <laughs> but yeah, you're you're expected to be there for other people, and, and like you said, like the especially for women, I think that is a huge message to be sent. And um, a good book that I read actually was like Wild by Cheryl Strayed, and she she like went off and did a backpacking trip <laughs> up the Pacific Northwest Trail, and she was like one of the only women solo hikers out there. Like she only met one other woman I think on the trail out there. And she brought up the point of, yeah, like, women are expected to take care of other people. So, like, they're the nest builders, and they don't have Mm -hmm. that opportunity to just take off and, like, go hike the Pacific Northwest Trail. (laughs) So, so, like, really resonated with that. So, yeah, it wasn't really, like, a direct message ever sent. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, worry about you now. It was like, worry about others first, and you come second. I think, but that's a really good point about when you're a part of a family like, even as a young person or as, like, the matriarch of the family, Mm -hmm. you 
are constantly like having to consider everybody else and that is a good thing like you don't want to just be like forget everybody it's all all about me (laughs) there's like the balance of it though like there are times when one person in the family needs more attention than the other or you know you kind of have to communicate that and I think that's why self-care is so important because it's like if I can take care of myself I can allow someone else in the family to take care of themselves too yeah and in a way, I think you made me, I hadn't thought about it, but there really is that proactive self-care regimen. Yeah. Like, and then there's the, in the moment, I recognize I need this self-care. Right. Because I think, you know, something I try to teach my kids is, if you know, you know, you know you're going to be in the car for a long drive, mm. get a water bottle, get a snack. Like, mm, like because that's needs. self-care, but yeah. it's in like a proactive way. Yeah, yeah. Like you're taking care of your body by having the things you need, showering, <laughs> eating well, <laughs> and all those things reduce stress. Right, and that's right, self-care right. in a way. Yeah. yeah. It's not just this bubble bath or like the, you know, it's doing things that you know are going to you know, in a few hours or at the end of the day, they're going to help you feel better about yourself. Yeah. Even things like exercise, like Mm -hmm. you might be like, well, this hurts my body. Why would I do this? Is this self-care? But it is because in the long run, you're taking care of your health and you're, and it helps your mental state as well. So like, totally. But there's that like self-care culture, I almost want to call it of like, oh, take a bubble bath and you're taking care of yourself. And it's like, well, are you taking care of yourself if you're really just taking a bubble bath to escape from something that you need to do? Or, right. Like, is it self-care or is it more detrimental? Like, yeah. is it really helpful to your mental state and, like, getting to your goals? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Because, like, a bubble bath won't solve a lot of issues. No. <laughs> like, it feels great. Right. <laughs> and it's good for your muscles as well with Epsom salt. But Totally. But, like, people, like, push that. They're like, oh, just light some candles and, like, throw right. some lavender essence in there and, like, you'll be great. It's, it's not... I think it's I, the same thing as, like, as, as, like, having a glass of wine at the end of the day. Right. That's something that's always bothered me. And I don't know <laughs> if it's because I worked with people who were, you know, addicts and in substance yeah, abuse alcohol. treatment. But it's, like, having a, a glass of wine at the end of the day is like that escape button. Right. It's almost like sitting down and binge watching three hours of TV and you're just sort of like numb and disassociated and like not present. And I had a supervisor once tell me, uh, like a therapy supervisor, Mm -hmm. tell me that when it comes to self-care, when you're working, like do something that's going to help you take your mind off clients. And it was this weird thing where I had to find the balance between, like, when I have a hard day with clients, and there were some days where I'm, like, <laughs> so stressed out with clients oh, and their problems, and I've called yeah. Child Protective Services five oh, times and no response, yes. and it's like, boom, 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 and I get home to my family. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do to, like, pull myself away from it? Yeah, not bring your family mm-hmm. kind of into that energy that you're being Exactly, to. and there were some nights where I was like, I just need to be numb because feeling anything is too much right now. Right. But I couldn't do, like, every night of that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't watch three hours of Netflix every night to get... Like, I wouldn't be re-energized. And I think that's the big part of self-care. Is the bubble bath, like, giving you energy? Or is it taking your energy? Is it numbing you out? Kind of, like, what's the intention behind the self-care? Yeah, like, what's the step after the bubble bath? Right. Like, great that you're relaxing and you can, like, take your mind off of the issue for a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. But you do have to take those next steps to be like, okay, I can face this now. And 
I'm not just going to avoid it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Am I taking so the bubble hard. bath to not put my kids down for bed? Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Or to not write that five-page paper I have due the next right. morning? Right. Yeah. Right. What am I putting off right now? <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of comes with, like, figuring out your priorities, which is, I don't know, I, I really struggle with that as well. So it's, there's a journey in that. Yeah, it's hard. And it's a it's a balance because mm-hmm. we can't be self-indulgent all the time, no, but we also no. need to step away and take care of ourselves without that guilt or shame that, like, we're doing something wrong. Yeah, and not feeling like you always have to be serving others. Mm-hmm. And understanding that without your own cup being full, there's no way you can totally others and I think like it's important to have that time where you can step away and really take care of your needs or at least have that moment where you can assess like what are my needs what do I need because it helps us to like not become resentful of the people we're taking care of it helps us to like not have that moment where we like explode because everything just bubbled up and was like too much to handle. Yeah, I'm yeah. guilty of some of those oh, moments. I've been there, I've been there as yeah. well. And sometimes it's like the littlest thing and you're like, why am I doing this? Oh yeah, definitely. This isn't who I am. And I think especially now in these like COVID times, yeah. I like to call them COVID times, COVID times. Like we're all together so much if you yeah. live with people in your home. And then there's also like if you're alone and you're having to deal with like Zoom calls and conference calls and, and or isolation. the stress of not having a job, like that yeah. too. There's a lot of like these unknown factors right now. Yeah. And I think that's, that's why self care in this time is essential because yeah. you have to check in and be like, Am I getting what I need right. so that I can, like, be a good housemate, be a good coworker, be a good parent? Because everyone needs that yeah. most, like, the best person you can be right now mm-hmm. will help out someone so much. Yeah. Oh, I definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think after, like, my husband, when all of this first started happening, he was quarantining after traveling yeah. um, with the military. And it was, like, the first week of all of this happening, and I was like okay, I don't know how much more of this I can do. And it wasn't even like anything bad was happening. Like we were getting along, the kids were having fun, playing together. It felt like a vaca- early yeah. spring break, you know? But <laughs> I, I kept thinking like, oh God, we got weeks of this ahead right. of us. Like and you're running the marathon, not just the sprint. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, and fortunately for us, we figured out a good like schedule because he's back at work now but I'm home all day with the kids and it's like a tag team like he comes home and we want to just decompress like he's been at work all day I've been with the kids all day and you just but you can't stop you know what I mean so it's like he tag teams me and I get some things done while he entertains the kids and then it's like we put the kids down and we're both like okay we're done (laughs) (laughs) right right so our self-care in a sense too has been like accepting like the maximum that someone else can give in the house that's awesome and like readjusting our expectations yeah which in a weird way like it is against that whole bubble bath idea right like take a break on reality (laughs) yeah self-care is not just like it it goes back to that. It's like being realistic, yeah. setting goals, expectations, being organized yeah. because in the end it will help it. you be better. Yeah. yeah. Proactive. Yeah. And like long-term solution as well. Like even though you're solving a problem now, you're solving it for future you. Exactly. <laughs> to be like, okay, future you, you. future you can handle this. <laughs> You'll be okay. But I think that's a really good point because when I, like as a therapist, when I look at my schedule, for the week and I look at 
even like the day, I look at the kind of clients that I'm working with. What, what are their main issues? What's their treatment plan? Yeah. And what am I stacked up for tonight? And right. what am I going to do after before I come home? Because I know, especially before the job I have now, when I was working in the intensive outpatient, there were days where I like, you know, the, the day we had grief and loss group. Oh man, I know like the end of that group, I'm going to be spent. What am I going to do? I'm going to yeah. pack myself something extra nice in my lunch, yeah. maybe like a piece of chocolate or gummy oh. bears. Cause I like, that. <laughs> I like yeah. gummy bears, gummy but you know, <laughs> like you're, you're planning and you're being kind of that proactive person yeah. to help yourself be better prepared or like music. That's been my thing right now. Cause yeah. I have a 30 minute drive to work Ooh, and I'm like, if I, it is. And yeah. I was borrowing my parents' car the other day. And for whatever reason, they just, like, all they have on their station settings is, like, Fox News. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing, but it's, like, it was, like, Fox News, the Patriot, the something else. And I was, like, and, like, and change, I did, I, change, I, change. I, I, like, put it on just to be, like, I just kind of am curious because I don't normally get that yeah, kind of information. Yeah, yeah. That's good. And, uh, like, within five <laughs> seconds, and it wasn't necessarily the content, but it was, like, the the sort intense. of like intensity the of the talk. people talking yeah, yeah. and I was like no I can't so I put on a podcast and I was like okay this is this is going to help me be more present in a better kind of in yeah. a better mood yeah. and I think that that's like again being a little proactive but it's also helping me be like a better therapist yeah. and I think that that's something that um as a therapist I've really had to think about is like how taking care of myself helps me be a better practitioner right and I think, too, like, there are all kinds of professions that have to think. Teachers. Yeah. You're, you, like, you're working at the museum. Yeah. And you work with kids, right? Yeah. And right now I'm more so the assistant position, so I can't, I'm really sad about it, but I can't interact with them, so I'm not allowed to be in the room while they're in there. But I've heard frustrations from the other teachers mm-hmm. who are like, I wish I could just physically help them because they're art projects. So, you like, you right. want to get in there and be like, I want to show you how to use these scissors with oh. these little kids, but you can't. And... They're very frustrated, and but the it's also the silver lining is that like all of the kids are so grateful that they can be back I'm and sure. just be with kids, <laughs> you yeah. know, their own age. And I'm sure the parents are also like, thank goodness, right? <laughs> but, yeah. So it's been interesting to see that, but like I I know the teacher that I'm working with right now, she's exhausted and just just spent, and I'm like, well. Like, I, w- I was wondering, like, how does she take care of herself? Because she has two kids at home right mm-hmm. now, too, an 8-year-old and a 16-year-old, and she has to split her time between them and then the kids at work. And it really shows, like, there's a huge difference when you're able to show up as your best self and, like, yeah. kind of, like, like it, it spreads. It really does. The mm-hmm. energy definitely spreads. And always trying to... And also, like, navigating the workplace with masks has been really interesting, because, like, I want, I like, I like smiling at people, I like, mm-hmm. little, like, hellos and all that, and, but it doesn't really translate, so I've been, like, working extra hard with my eye muscles to be like, I'm smiling under you, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> like, it's there. It's there, and, like, trying to, like, just at least check in with people how they're doing, um, and, and like, we, we always go to the default of, like, yeah, I'm good, like, I'm fine, but sometimes like people really need to yeah talk about it and be like, definitely no, you know what last night was really hard and I've noticed that more of those conversations are popping up now during these like COVID times mm-hmm. people are more open to being like you know what I'm I'm not good and like mm-hmm. this is why and it's like 
yeah, you're not alone. Like, it has been really hard. (laughs) And and it's, like, in a way, it's really refreshing to see that because people are taking down that, oh, I'm great, like, you know, they go the high-pitched voice and they're like, are you, though? (laughs) It's just great. So it's, it's really cool to see people being vulnerable in that way and being open to it. But if you are able to, like, show up and be like, you know, I'm here to listen and, like, bring maybe like some sort of positive twist on it. I know those are like really hard to find right now, but it, I think it really helps out even in like a little mm-hmm. microcosm of like the workplace, but definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know my dad's, he's a principal and oh, wow. he was having a really hard time because he's so used to interacting and being around people yeah. and like vibing off each other's energy. Oh, yeah. And he was having the, just the hardest time like handling navigating just like every day because he's so yeah. used to f- getting that from everyone. Yeah. And I think for me, I go, I go back and forth. Like I get energy from being social, mm-hmm. but then I'm also like, leave me alone. Yeah, and I think yeah, that's like the crab yeah. cancer in me. I'm <laughs> like, I want to hang out, but I want to be but in my yeah. shell now. <laughs> so like, An ambivert. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, but I, I think like that. navigating work and, and social life in COVID-19, life is <laughs> is really challenging it's and hard. yeah and i think no matter what your job is right now it's stressful yeah like no matter what your role is essential worker teacher oh, yeah. uh working teleconferencing from home it's it's all stressful i feel so terrible for the um like restaurant workers and grocery store workers yeah, they yeah. just oh, every day they have to show up for yeah. us yeah and know very well that they might be exposed and and exposed to assholes excuse me like, <laughs> <laughs> i have to bleep that out yeah, <laughs> okay that's <laughs> no, true some karen's walking around in there. <laughs> right yeah oh, so man. i think but i think like that's even more so another highlight as to why self-care is so okay. essential because yeah. it's like we're responsible for our own like nurturing Mm -hmm. and and as adults that's so hard because it's like (laughs) we when does that transition happen like I have three little kids and I nurture them and take care of them and show them like hey guys this is how you take care of yourself and if you never had that in your life like what how do you know how to take care of yourself yeah where do you learn that as an adult because I, I don't therapy like, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. like, the only place you can go is no like, no it's so true it's not really like a common topic uh, or at least well in my friends groups it kind of is it's mm-hmm. like we're always like how are you doing we're checking in like how's it going like do you need to talk about anything like that sort of thing but it's not like a casual like how do i prepare for a long road trip <laughs> like mm-hmm. like some people have never done that and they might not know and then you kind of like, I feel like as you get older, there's more expectations for you to know things mm-hmm. and common knowledge isn't really all that common right. <laughs> necessarily. So you're like, well, I never did this as a child. Like, how do I do this now? And totally. there's some shame and guilt of asking like, okay, how do I take care of myself? Mm-hmm. Like if that's like making sure you get electrolytes out of after a workout or yeah. I don't, like basic things like that, or like being able to sleep eight hours a night. Like, oh, a what lot is that? Are, I don't like, know what sleeping sleep. eight hours <laughs> a night is. Yeah, you're like, oh man. Yeah, so like being able to pinpoint specific examples, I think, isn't really like a 
theme of casual conversation. No, totally. I agree. And I do think there's like this expectation, like you graduate high school, you leave your family and then all of a sudden you're supposed to know how to like cook and clean. And that's kind of this new generation of kids living at home for a long time. Like why, why would I do all of that when I can just be with my family and and we can all enjoy each other and contribute together? Yeah. Which I don't, is not like an American way, but it is other cultures way. Yes, yeah. And my family is very like Mexican American Mm -hmm. and me, my grandma lived with us for a long time and I've lived like my parents and all of us have lived with my grandpa and like we've, you know, I stayed with my family till I got married. So I think it's not American, quote unquote, but it's like definitely other cultures adopt that idea stay together until you're ready to go out. Yeah, not just, like, some arbitrary number of 18. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I don't know, like, because my mom's from the Czech Republic, and she stayed with her family till she was 26. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's very common there. Like, I remember visiting friends when we were over there, and they were, like, in their early 20s and just hanging out with their mom. And yeah. And totally normal and very accepted. And, like, you go and see your grandparents on the weekend. Like, that's expected of you. And here it's, like, I don't want to say shamed, but... It's like if you're not moved on by the time you're 18, then like mm-hmm. why are you staying with your parents? No and kidding. Like, but there's definitely that like pressure to be like, oh, you gotta go now. <laughs> but what's like the rush? <laughs> I know, right? Well, I yeah. think too. Like, I just I'm thinking about the times when I can like remember us doing things that were like as a family like self care things. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to, like, pinpoint exactly, because that wasn't a narrative that we ever used. Like, right, take you care did. of yourself. But it Thank it definitely was, like, just expected that in the family you would just know what to do, that your role was. And your and I, my, there were four of us. My parents had four kids. And we were all in competitive sports, very active. Yep. And it was sort of like, if you want it, you go get it. And that's very much the way I grew up. And that's how I am still as an adult. Like, if I see something I want, I know I have to take the initiative to get it or I'm not going to get it. Right, it's not going to be handed to me. Right, and with that comes a lot of, like, pressure, though, because it's like, oh, man... You if know, you don't get it, if I don't get it, reflection of your own character. <laughs> absolutely, right? Yeah. Like if I'm not accomplishing X, Y, and Z, I'm a failure. Right. And so I don't think in navigating, like when I was in high school, I was in swimming, water polo, yeah. theater. I had a job, and then I had high school, and yeah. in all of that, I never once stopped and was like, "What do I need?" To, like, not lose my mind. Yeah, because your head is always crowded with, this is what I need to do now, this is Mm -hmm. what I need to do in a weekend, I need to get my clothes ready, I Mm -hmm. need to have my lunch ready, and, yeah, I kind of grew up in a similar way, because I was, like, swimming, water polo, soccer, art, (laughs) um, working. I Mm -hmm. also started working when I was 16, and then, like, there was a time where we went through a period of time where the five of us had one car, so, like, also navigating that and transportation and then, like, yeah. a social life, <laughs> if, that, if you had time for that. Right. Um, so, yeah, it was, like, always go, 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 and it took a lot for me to finally realize, and also, like, really focusing on school and, like, trying to get the best grades I possibly mm-hmm. could. It, it took me, like, second year into college where, like, it all caught up, and it was, like, I didn't know how to take care of myself because yeah. I was so hyper-focused on being high-performing, getting that 4.0, mm-hmm. being captain of that team, being the president, being there for my family. like, 
and then it just like all came crashing down and when i was asked like what do you need i was like i i don't, don't know. know i and, know like, i ha- i guess i haven't eaten today but like <laughs> but that no. wasn't like a thought even was like oh maybe i just need food <laughs> like totally it, i just just a total blank like what do you need right now and it took like a really good friend to ask that and be like what do you need and then i was just blank i, d- I did not know and like if i could have like formulated that and been able to do that internally as well as like as mm-hmm. I was going through all these processes like I I can't imagine how how much more balanced life would be <laughs> yeah it's so. like you were just saying my life story too really? <laughs> so yeah. crazy yeah. yeah I think my my moment came though later like when I got married and moved away because my husband was military yeah. and we were away from family and I wasn't working wasn't in school wasn't playing sports and my husband was gone, like gone doing military stuff. Yeah. And I was all alone and I was like, okay, I don't know what to do with my Myself. life right now. Like, I don't yeah. even know who I am anymore because all those things that defined wow. me were gone. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just, now I'm like nothing. Because right. I wasn't accomplishing anything. Yeah, yeah. It was so, it was such a crazy time. And like, even then I was like, I don't know how to take care of myself. Yeah. I can run a group. I can start a business. I can go to work. I can exercise and be like captain of a team and qualify for state and do all these things. But like, take care of myself. I don't even know what that means. That's not even like a, it wasn't even a thought like Mm -mm. in my life before I realized that you need to. Yeah. (laughs) Like in a really drastic way as well. Like, and I think like COVID's kind of been a great, time <laughs> like a little bit like I, it's horrible it's not like great for everybody but it's been a good time to be able to like sit and reflect on what yeah. you really need because we've been taking back to like the whole self-care thing like we've been going on hikes like maybe two three times a week mm-hmm. and like doing it together as a family which is great and that has always been a really big part of my life is like you're stressed you need to go to nature <laughs> like, yeah you need to get away which like thinking back on what I said, I guess, is kind of a form of escapism, but <laughs> you're also, like, moving around and exercising your muscles and feeling, like, for lack of a better term, like, mm-hmm. one with kind of what's around you. But I think, like, in a way, escaping is, like, I want to reframe it, because mm-hmm. when you say escaping, I don't think of that. Like, I see as you're recharging, okay. so you're, like, stepping sideways, Cause you're not, you're not like stepping away from it cause you're not ignoring it. Like you recognize it's still there, whatever you're dealing with or working towards, but you're like stepping sideways, recharging. And then it'd be like, okay, you choose to go for a hike. I might choose to like, I don't know what I would do. (laughs) What would I do? I, I swim. That's like going to water polo or swim practice is like my self care, my recharge. That's awesome. And, and it's the same thing. Like I'm not escaping my family by going to go do swimming. I'm recharging. And then when I go home to put my kids to bed, Mm. I'm like, Oh, swimming was so great. You guys. And we like talk about it. And Mm. then like the next day I'm like, Oh, I got that done. And I, have something else to look forward to for the next practice right. and it kind of keeps me going and I think that's awesome. yeah and it recharges me and that's the most important thing like your self-care needs to recharge you if right. it's draining you that's not self-care like <laughs> self-care not is it. not going out binge drinking with your girlfriends yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. that's not self-care like, then I'm you're hung over the next day and yeah, yeah. and you're playing catch-up and mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's not yeah yeah when people are like yeah I'm stressed you want to grab a beer and I'm like 
you want to go for a hike? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> totally. Not, but, yeah, and then people are like, oh, well, I wanted to do all these things this weekend, but I'm too hungover and I can't. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Exactly. No. <laughs> I remember I got... Um, I've been there, though. Like, I, yeah. It, no, and it's, it's all a learning lesson. Yeah, it's kind of figuring out what experience. works for you. Because there are some times where I'm like, man, um, like when we did the fairy crown. So our yeah. group of friends got together yeah. and did... We made fairy crowns yeah. out of flowers. So and fun. we had a great dinner and like you know, a couple of drinks and yeah. like that was recharging, but we weren't yes. like slamming shots and like yeah, going out on a bender yeah, to get drunk, to get drunk. Right. Yeah. No, we were definitely like recharging. So I think it's, it's about that intention and does it like give you energy? Does it give you life? Right. Cause I don't yeah. want to do anything that's taken away from me. Because there's so many other things that take away. Right. There's, like, so much energy suckers out there. There are a lot <laughs> of energy like, suckers. And some of our energy suckers are in our family. True. And that's really... That's hard to deal it's with. It's really, and really hard to deal with. Yeah. It, and it's sometimes unavoidable. Like, yeah. <laughs> you just... But, I mean, I guess now during COVID times, you can avoid and just no, say, no. oh, we're not getting together with you because you're crazy. No, I mean, because it's COVID. Because <laughs> it's COVID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just walked across the border to Arizona and came back, but I can't see you for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. But I think it is hard. There's a lot of energy suckers. And then, like, dealing, like, if you're in customer service and you've oh, got to deal man. with customers all day, like, that is hard. Yeah. Like, um, I wonder how those people recharge. Or if right? If that's a thought process that they have. So do you have any, like, self-care things you do when you don't have you know, a couple hours to hike. Right. Um, well, I've started getting up early, which is huge for me because like, I usually sleep <laughs> until like 10 and like really don't like getting up early whatsoever for the majority of my life. So it's been great, like getting up around seven, eight, and then doing like a quick run or a quick workout. I've found has like really helped. Like I've started doing a lot of yoga and Pilates and doing some runs up in the foothills like trail running and it's like such a great way to start the day because you like just on a physical level your endorphins are going and you know like mm-hmm. you, you can have a clear head and then it also kind of sets up the rest of my day for okay I can be active and I can like go after what I need to go after yeah. and no matter what the rest of the day brings like I already feel like I've hit my proactive kind of levels that mm-hmm. I need to hit because I do still have like a lot of that like overachiever sort of like yeah need to hit that like be the best I can be like just do the best you can all the time uh, still carry that with me but it's like 20 minute workout high mm-hmm. intensity I've hit my goal for the day yeah so you like kind of avoid that feeling of oh I'm a failure if nothing else works out mm-hmm which I've been, like, trying really hard to focus on that sort of positive of, like, what did you accomplish today, rather than what's the 20 things on your to-do list that haven't gotten Ugh. done right? for whatever reason, and there's a lot of reasons right now. But, um, so that's been, like, a specific thing that I go to. And also, I've in the past, I've, like, really struggled with, like, eating disorders. Um, so, like, focusing on nutrition and cooking and making sure I have three meals a day and like Mm -hmm. snacks in there also and not feeling bad about eating (laughs) like yeah that's been that's been a hard one but that has helped 
exponentially. Like, so many of my problems I realize, like, oh, you're crying because your blood sugar's low. <laughs> like, right. Like, it's not because the, the world is ending or your best friend hates you yeah. or your mom is mad at you for whatever or, like, you don't have your all your stuff together and, like... It's not that. It's because you haven't eaten yet. Yeah. So have a snack and like totally <laughs> rethink it later and like I. Isn't that amazing though it's that crazy like how basic it is? <laughs> yeah, I think though it's crazy because like we grow up like feeling a certain way about ourselves and then yeah. we become adults and we realize like that was all a lie. Yeah. <laughs> I've been told my whole life like I'm moody, I'm dramatic, I'm whatever. Yeah. And then one day I just was like, no, I've had enough and I I went and I got my blood sugar tested. Yep. And I'm hypoglycemic where like oh, okay. my sugars are too low. Too low, yeah, so you need more sugar. I need more sugar and it's the same thing like hangry is a real it's a term. Real I'm like gonna thing. I'm gonna put it in like a clinical <laughs> term <laughs> book. Write it down. Right? Yeah. You are diagnosed hangry. But yeah. it's so true because it's very... and I think that's just like no one ever told me about that. Or like yeah. having really bad periods and PMS mm. and like oh, yeah, that can yeah, explain yeah. so much. And so we just label it as like, oh yeah, but you're just moody because yeah. it's your period. And it's like, it's no, like, there's no. like people with real issues. problems and issues yeah. related to their cycle yeah. and yeah. or low blood sugar. And yeah, and it's there's a there's a easy not easy but there's an explanation for it and it's a clinical yeah. one. Which and is you don't have great. to feel shame about yeah, it. Yeah, you can be like it's a physiological response from mm-hmm. my body being like hey you need to <laughs> yes. go eat some grapes <laughs> like yeah yeah and I didn't learn about it until I got wilderness first aid certified and they're like hey if this kid is like acting angry and they're usually not angry like just give them a starburst and see mm-hmm. what happens and they'll probably be a lot better <laughs> and I'm like that's wow so cool. that's like so simple <laughs> so it's like but but it takes being in a course of like yeah. people who know medical stuff and like why aren't we brought up with like oh okay you're a little angry like maybe get an apple mm-hmm. and then and then we'll talk like yeah there's a, a, like looking back I'm like there's so many conversations that could have been avoided or <laughs> gone a lot right. better if I had just had a snack that day or like well and then it's navigating like that forgiveness that's like self-forgiveness of like I didn't know then but I know now and I can do better now right 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 and then I I also am like you and I then I hold myself to that high standard of like well now I know better so I have to do better all the time (laughs) (laughs) you have to kind of find the balance like bring it back down be realistic like you can't always do better like sometimes I'm rushing and I'm just like crazy and I don't put a snack in for me and then it's like do I give it to my kid or do I eat it so I'm not crazy (laughs) like it's just like it's a hard thing (laughs) and then that's when fortunately for us we just go through the drive-thru and I get myself a smoothie at Starbucks or something like right but it is hard it's so hard to find that and then forgive yourself and not have shame about it yeah and I feel like that kind of ties into self-care as well yeah like the the emotional aspect because we've touched a little bit on the physical aspect Mm -hmm. of like exercise and how good eating is for you and like a balanced diet but then there's the emotional side of it of like yeah don't feel guilty about Mm -hmm. not doing the best you can all the time and that's okay yeah (laughs) yeah I remember like a phrase that really helped me in like some really dark times it's like it's okay to not be okay Mm -hmm. and like that's it's totally fine yeah you're human (laughs) yeah I think having a mantra is really important for your like emotional mental health Mm -hmm. my mantra was um all things are temporary like these emotions will go away Mm -hmm. everything is temporary and I had to like sometimes literally like tell myself over and over this is temporary this is temporary I'm gonna get through this this is temporary because I had a hard time handling 
anything that wasn't a positive, good feeling. Because it was like, right. no, that's not acceptable. Right, right, right. Yeah, because, like, the negative are kind of, like, shunned. And mm-hmm. that's, I don't know, kind of, like, going back into, like, good vibes only sort of thing that you see around a lot. I'm like, no, <laughs> not good vibes only. Like, mm-hmm. life does suck sometimes. It does. It just does. Like, there's no one is going to avoid that, even if they're, like, this the most cheery, happy person ever. Right. Like, there's no way. So, like, don't force that positive energy all the time. There is negative stuff in life. There and is. And I tell my clients, like, and I tell my kids this too, if you're sad about something, it, to me, it shows that you cared, like you cared about something or maybe you lost someone that you love. And if you're sad and grieving them, that shows how much you loved them. And then I always say like anger, because for me, my like trigger emotion is anger Mm -hmm. and, and anger is a good emotion and like people don't say that they're just like anger is bad 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 especially for women oh totally right don't be a a b i t c (laughs) (laughs) but i think anger is that emotion that's like hey something bad is happening to you pay attention and for me pushing my anger away I let a lot of bad things happen to me. Mm. And I think like now as an adult and having gone through my own therapeutic process and being a therapist and a mother for my kids, I'm like, okay, when you're angry, let's talk about it. Let's figure out where the anger is coming from because that's important. You don't, and also to teaching anger management, a lot of times I'll say you need to get to know your anger really well. Because the anger is so... And then you can learn how to take care of it and, like, nurture it so that you don't have explosive reactions because of your anger. Like, you're like, oh, I know my anger so well that I'm comfortable with it. So comfortable that I don't hit the wall or punch holes in doors or whatever. Yeah, so now you have control over it rather Mm -hmm. than it controlling you. Yeah. Which must give you, like, such (laughs) self-satisfaction. Oh, it's so (laughs) empowering. Yeah. And then that really ties into self-care because Mm -hmm. if you... If you're taking care of that emotional part of you, mm-hmm. which whatever emotion you're feeling, yeah. <laughs> you're nurturing yourself, you're not going to have these crazy, I call them sideways responses, like where <laughs> the emotion is energy and it has to come out. Happiness comes out in laughter and hugs yeah. and kisses and sadness is crying and sometimes sobbing. Yeah. Anger is like explosive punching, punching hitting, yeah. yelling. Well, if you don't take care of it, it's going to come out sideways. Yeah. And sometimes sadness comes out as anger or sadness comes out as like self-destructive behavior. So I'm like, nurture the emotion, take care of yourself. That's yeah. self-care. Yeah. Sometimes you have that's to go true. to therapy to do that. Yeah, because people are sometimes not even aware that that's it's what's happened. happening. Yeah. yeah. It's very like a subconscious sort of process. And yeah. Yeah. And like pinpointing emotions. I was talking to about this to a friend. She did wilderness therapy um, with kids who were dealing with like substance abuse and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. they take them out into the wilderness and they're like, survive. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's really intense. But she was talking about how the therapist would come in and they had like an emotional emotions wheel. And like, mm-hmm. we're not taught that in school. We're never told right. like, there's like a bunch of emotions that like, it's not just fear, anger, sadness, like the five ones that right? you can name off. Right. So it's like, why aren't we given these tools to be more effective communicators, more effective partners, mm-hmm. more effective coworkers? And like, it, it is kind of seen as like a softer sort of skill, but I think it's so important to nurture that. But like, it blew my mind. I'm like, why aren't we taught this alongside mm-hmm. like history? And I agree. Like, our personal development would be 
exponentially better. Like, just... and I think that's like that's emotional intelligence. Yeah, and uh, that that's a hard trait to find among people. It is. Often, it's a hard one to nurture because emotions are messy. They're confusing. Mm-hmm. But if you don't even have the basic vocabulary to explain how you're feeling, like, yeah. How can you go to a therapist and say, this is what's going on with me? It happens all the time. You'll be like, well, how did you feel about that? And they're like, I have no idea. And I think if anything, like, from today, because whoever's listening, like, out there in the world of podcast listeners, (laughs) it's like there are so many things that are available for self-care. There's the the watching TV shows that are cool and fun, bubble baths, hikes exercise like that's yeah. accessible you can go get that that's normal and yeah. socially accepted right it's really if anything today is nurture those emotions yeah. and sometimes it's at the very basic level and be accepting and forgiving of that like if all you do to self-care is say this is how i feel sometimes that's where you have to start at the base level right. and i've had plenty of people in my life professionally and personally like that's where they start that base level like <laughs> I'm just going to focus today on how I feel. And then the next steps are processing the feelings. Because if you don't know how you feel, there's nothing there to process. Right, and you can't work through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like basic step one. (laughs) Basic step (laughs) one. Know how you're feeling. That's an interesting (laughs) thought. Like, I've never gone a day in my life where I'm like, today I'm going to focus on what I'm feeling in the moment, at the moment, and then be able to recount that. That's like mindfulness, I think. Yeah, totally. Because you have to be completely present to be in touch with your feelings all the time. And yeah, that's hard to do. It is, yeah. And it can be exhausting to try to be like totally present all the time. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> but I think like you become in tune and in touch. And that was kind of one of the things I really was thinking about when I was planning for today's podcast. Is mm-hmm. Like, what are my warning signs of like right. when I need to just stop and like take care of myself, breathe, yeah. whatever it is. And for me, it's like when I stop caring about people. Yeah. You like, and I, it's like, I'll say to myself, God, I hate people. And I'm like, but I really don't. So why am <laughs> I saying that? I <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. It's not who I am. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if I say that, then like, I'm oh, like, am I burnt up. out? Am I, yeah. do I need a little, like, do I need to get in tune with myself yeah. a little bit, figure out what's going on. That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any warning signs? I do. So I like, I like to sing a lot. It is just like a great time. So for me, it's more kind of like physical based. Like when I stop eating, definitely for sure mm-hmm. is a big one. That's a huge like red flag, red flag, something's up. And then when I stop singing to like songs mm-hmm. in the car or like even in the shower, yeah. like that's a big one is when I stop singing. Um, and also I, I really love listening to people and I think I really value that um just being able to listen to people's stories and so but there's definitely like a really easy way to just pretend like you're listening yeah <laughs> you're just like yeah, yeah. tell me more yeah that's great uh-huh, but so like uh-huh. yeah yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so like once I hit that point of like I'm not actively listening anymore then I know like I'm like starting to cut that's off really great people. awareness though like that's you are totally yeah. aware of your your warning signs yeah it, it took a long time to get there <laughs> really long time and like a lot of conscious effort of being like oh something's up mm-hmm. <laughs> like and, and it did take like some help from other people as well but definitely they're there for sure and 
and usually I because I know what comes after that as well right. as like the self-isolation and like these deep dark holes that right. you just get into and like it's not a fun place to be so no. I don't want to be there so like recognizing that okay I'm no longer engaged in my friends lives mm-hmm. like I need to not necessarily force myself to be engaged in their lives and like all of a sudden be like roaring to go but be like okay something's wrong not not wrong but like bothering me and I haven't been addressing it so what is that (laughs) and that's the part that's really hard for me right now to identify so I do do really appreciate knowing the warning signs Mm -hmm. but it's like the next step of like okay so now what and kind of getting there but yeah I'd say the listening one is a really big one because and it's like no one else would really notice that yeah (laughs) because it's easy to sit there and be like Oh, great. I'm glad your day was... Yeah, cool. I'm present in the moment with yeah. you, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. But, but so that's kind of like an internal one of being like, okay, Yana, like, mm-hmm. just take care of this. Or And sometimes you can't, and that's kind of how it goes. Right. But it's really nice to be like, okay, now, now you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just... And I think it's it's... It's cool how you say it, and it's almost, like, empowering, in a sense, to have the knowledge of what your warning signs are. Yeah. Because then you can sort of, like, okay, no, I'm going to take back control, and I'm not going to let this burnout or this whatever is getting in the way, like, stop me from being my true self. Yeah. Yeah. But it is hard, like, connecting all the dots. Yeah. I feel like I'm still working on that as well. Yeah. And sometimes it does take outside forces to be like, hey, something's up. Like, what's going on? Definitely. Well, people, we're humans. We're a community. We're social beings. Species. Yeah. yeah. Like, we, <laughs> we need, we each, need other. each other. And that's why this time around, like, COVID and quarantining and social yeah. distance is really difficult for people. It it's not, like, our natural way of being. Mm-mm. And so, you know, mm-hmm. if you can... If you can FaceTime with friends or, you know, you have your group that you've decided to isolate with, like, that's so important. Keep with your bubble, yeah. Keep with your bubble. I like that. Well, I think I have really enjoyed having you on today. And this is, (laughs) like, so so exciting to to have, like, my first guest on my podcast. (laughs) And I didn't know what it would be like, but it was just really fun. And I'm so excited that you're, like, starting your journey into the mental health world and, like, just exploring what that future could be for you and yeah. you know I definitely want to have you back on again <laughs> I'd well, love to be back on yeah I, I, I'm more I'm really curious about like this wilderness stuff and like oh all, yeah all that so. yeah it's pretty intense it's be really cool. cool but uh I guess for now just like everybody take care of yourself and don't yeah. feel guilty about it because you're yeah. important you're really really important yeah every one of you yeah for sure and thanks for listening <laughs> Before we part ways, if you want to hear more, please subscribe. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at alucero_mft. If you'd like to email me a story about your family, you can email me at contact at annaliselucero_mft.com. See you next time. Hey, I'm a trained and licensed therapist, but this podcast is not a substitute for therapeutic advice. If you need help finding a therapist, visit psychologytoday.com.